Hey, it's Bill Simmons from The Ringer, and this is a podcast called The Rewatchables. We've been doing it really since 2017. It started with how much we love the movie Heat. We decided to structure a whole podcast with categories, most rewatchable scene, who won the movie, Apex Mountain, what age the best. But here's the thing. If you want the full archive, you can hear them only on Spotify for free, by the way. So make sure to follow The Rewatchables on Spotify. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Oh, I'm not going to, I wasn't expecting to hit record right then. I was going to get the rest of that worked out of my system, but that's it, fine. You know, guess, how would you describe me if somebody has never met me before and I'm in a crowd and they're waiting to see me say, Hey, I want you to go find Mike. Giuseppe. Are you serious? You know, we can't use, okay, like, no I can't problem. go I'm into just, this. Sure. Okay. That's fine. Guys, sometimes you, you get <laughs> just spared asked. some conversation. I know some of you want to hear it, but man, it's that goes on the after hour show. Yeah. There you go. We'll do that. How about that? I'm just, I would be curious to hear that then. Cause you can't. Okay. No problem. It's fine. God, guys, welcome to Monday's podcast. We got a lot of fun show for you today. There's Mike, Jesse, the guy other? with hair, so the guy with the two arms, the person with the two arms. That's, what, that's how I would describe you. Oh my! <laughs> two God. arms, two legs, one brain. <laughs> um, you've got a rant as well. Why are you trying to stress me out? You got this going, and you got a rant going today. You're gonna just oh, totally I, overwhelm me. It's a good thing we were not recording on Saturday when that was sent to me. Oh God, you were heated. I hate disloyalty and just spinelessness. Sure. So I'll go after Nash cards and Chris later. Okay. By the way, just to preface that too, Chris, if you hear this or your cronies or whoever else does, you want to call in next week or what's today? Monday, Thursday, you're welcome to call and defend yourself. No problem. Okay. But we can get to that later. Let's open with something people want to hear. Turns out you're only saying nice things anyway. So it will not that, be nice. That will not just, be the case. Oh, just a spineless. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm um, so glad he is not a sponsor anymore. We refunded his money. Let's do. I would say this too. Yep. Then I'll leave it alone. Okay. Go ahead, and unless you want to get aggressive with me at the National, oh just gosh. completely avoid me, please. Dude. That's where I'm at with it. I just think I'm, I want to get this off my chest. If he wants to call in, he can. After that, I think it's best we don't speak. Then go ahead and do the rant. You already okay, got fanatics, into it. Fanatics, though. Here we go. Get into the rant. No, no, no. We got to open with Fanatics. Big yeah. news. Wait, what? Fanatics? Oh, you're talking about the, the, recap. S- the Sports Card Radio thing. So I was listening to Sports Card Radio's live from last week. I think it was on Friday. I, I hate I don't know. I don't hate to say this at all, but you it off, is a off weird, air, you hated to say this. It's a weird situation to be in where I um I always like to give people an opportunity to change my mind. And I think they are starting to change my mind. I am disliking their overall message in way of delivering that message uh more and more these days. But I, I'm I'm disliking it less, I should say. There you go. To the point of liking it. Hang I guess on, hang on. Breaking say. news. <laughs> Jesse loves SCR. I don't. I wouldn't say I love. We've invited SCR. them on the show fifty times. They won't come on here either. Love to talk to them. I think you and them I don't would know be if friends. they would never do it, but they might one day. And we offered the the reason why we're even talking about this is I was watching their live and they were talking about 
uh, the new rules from Fanatics for card shop owners. And we talked about this on the last episode. Mm -hmm. We talked about how a lot of this pertains to card shop owners under that licensing where if uh, some of these rules, they don't sound fair, they can also get another licensing type, the real breaker quick, real one. Quick, let me just preface this whole thing so people Please, know what yeah, we're talking about. Ahead. Fanatics has a direct contract with people they're in business with. If you're if you're in the breaking program, you have a contract that stipulates how and when and what you can break. Yep. The one that was released last week was a revision, I believe, to local card shops to get direct access to uh, product from Fanatics and or Tops, mm-hmm. and it had a lot of stipulations on that. That's kind of the premise we talked about at last show. Sorry, perfect. Go ahead. No, 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 perfect. That was, uh, and they go into, they start the show going over that, and they had a little bit more detail as far as, like, I guess someone provided the actual terms and conditions of what that Full means. Full contract, yeah. And, and some things, I'll admit, like... Maybe we're pushing it a little too far. They because they even specify like hours they have to be open. A card shop has to be open if they want tops allocation. It has to be open uh, forty hours a week or forty two hours a week. That means either eight hours Monday through Friday or seven hours Monday through Saturday. It just it it doesn't really make a lot of sense why you're stipulating things down to that minute of detail. But there are some other things in there that talks about you know if you're going to do this, you have to keep keep strict numbers of what you sell, how you sell it. Sales records. Yep. You have to uh, advertise that you are a tops dealer. You have to do uh, certain social media posts about them. There, there's a number of things that tops is requiring of these card shop owners. And you know, when I'm first hearing it, I'm like, yep, this is why we talked about this. There are a lot of these things I don't care for. I don't like it. But then one of the guys uh, remind me of the, the names of the brothers glasses or no glasses. I'm almost positive. And I think, this is late. I'm almost positive that is Colin. Okay. Colin is Colin. the one who does not care for us. I think Ryan and us are okay. Well, maybe Colin will like us now because I, Colin had a controversial opinion that he he went in straight away with. He is in favor of this change. Episode name shops. today, by the way, Colin and Jesse BFFs. We bury the hatchet. He doesn't know who you are, but... No, that's okay. <laughs> Never heard um, of us, but that's okay. But overall, his his viewpoint, at first I hear that, I'm like, oh, here we go. Here yep. comes the hate train. But the more I listen Very to it, the more take. I really started to think it's not out of the realm of possibility that this is kind of a good take because they he They haven't offered in, you a contract or anything I don't no. know about, right? Okay, we're uh, just making sure. Um, it's fine. It is. A, it's funny. Someone did reach out about uh, wanting me to do Pokemon content with them, but I don't know anything about that. Is a paid position? I, I actually have no idea. Um, we're supposed to I talk digress. about it. Go ahead. The, the point is, he went into detail about how this is, if you liken it to, say, a Mercedes or a Rolex. And um, Nike was the other one he used. Or Nike. The most apt, uh, by the way. Which, yeah, that's a collectible for sure. It's yep. something. But but it, even watches, because there are a lot of watch collectors um, around, too. But it, at the end of the day, it's a premium product that the people that make that product and then allow you to sell that product want and therefore in some cases, demand certain details you, about how you're selling it, where you're selling it, yep. what you're saying about that company, all of these things that is exactly what Tops is doing. And when they're doing this, they're also, in effect, getting rid of how a lot of the the deals were made in this hobby for so many years, which sure. is, they kind of refer to as, you know, the good old boy network, which is, hey, you know, the this case you can have this at a certain price and you you know if you want to sell it to those guys that's fine it, there weren't really hard and fast rules set on product once it was made and set, sent out you did whatever you wanted with it however if you really want to make your brand 
you know, well-known and popular and, in my opinion, investable, you have to continue to monitor and track what people, those people who are selling your product are then doing with it. Now, once you get it, do whatever you want with it. But if you are designated to sell that product and make money off of that product, I do think that some of those rules aren't that out of this world. This is this, honestly, this was the first comparison that came, and the three he mentioned were fine too. The first that came to my mind was McDonald's at participating locations. The majority of McDonald's will offer the same Monopoly game that time of year. They'll do the same buy three, get two free, whatever dollar menu items. There's a little bit of individualism allowed within the franchise. But what the Fanatics model looks like to me is a franchising model. I... I hate to say it because it, we it's kind of like a little bit of a different day. We weren't completely against what they were doing last week as far as because are we you thought, against it today? No, I'm against I am when I saw some of these other rules, I'm against some of those. He, like, here's where I still stand though with these rules. I still feel like the majority of this is simple legal language that is never going to be enforced. Yes. And I a agree. lot of it is stuff where in multiple times so that contract, it does mention unless written consent from tops, I think that is going to be handed out much more liberally than we think. I do too. And, and I, so that's a good thing. I, think I don't that, think it changes things all that much, but I do think it regulates a lot. I think by having those rules there in the contract that if they needed to sure. enforce them, it's a fail they have it there Absolutely. available. But other than that, I do, uh, you know, we talked to someone at Fanatics and it did give me the, they didn't specifically say this, but it did give me the idea of, you know, oh, some of these things are, you know, can be worked around to yeah, some extent. No, no question. And by the way, I, I do want to, I have some sympathy for people in the game, right? Mom and pop card shop, whatever. Yes, which, absolutely. Which, by the way, this notion of like, there's just all these mom and pop shops that have been around since the fifties. And there is, there are 1% of card shops are that. Yeah. The I feel rest like they of went them, out of business a long time ago. Yeah, The rest of them are guys our age with give or take five years. Most have come into the hobby in the last few years. Although I think a number have been around for the last 10, but, but this, the one thing that irritates me is, oh, I've been going to the same LCS for the last 10 years. They used to get piles of everything product and now they're not going to get it. I have a lot. And by the way, this is me to a T. I was going to say this affected you just the same. And I am, I am just as guilty, so to speak. I came in in 2016. We made a ton of money on a ton of products for a number of years. And guess what? When somebody decides we're not going to give away profit margin, you cannot feel bad for people. I'm sorry. I don't have any. And again, this affects my wallet as much as most. I I would say in the grand scheme of things, I'm in the top 10% of breakers. Revenue and actual profit made in the last 10 years. Well, I don't know. I think you're probably even higher than that as far as like, there's a lot of breakers out there. Now, granted, there are some like just monumental, massive names, backyard breaks, Layton, the Mojos, major, major names. Yes. The tier below that, though, is is us other guys Mm -hmm. who had no overhead and made a ton of money for a number of years. Yes. I can't really have any sympathy for myself or anybody else if things change. And here's my other, my other just like pushback to that is we've made literally millions of dollars. If you did nothing with that money yeah. and you were some of these breakers, because some of the most outspoken breakers right now about this whole change, you don't see those big brands talking about it. I talk to Mojo on a weekly basis. Mojo's ready to continue to roll and, and, and or pivot when they have to. Monster breaks, same thing. Yes. Because those guys are businessmen. Yep. These 25-year-olds, though, who came in and are flashing their parents' money with their medium shirts, looking like clowns and their stupid chains, and now all of a sudden, oh, I lost 30 grand on this card. 
I don't have any sympathy for you because you want to live this lifestyle of being this awesome baller who was doing all this great stuff and sitting courtside ripping fanatics or ripping flawless boxes. I have no sympathy for you. Yeah. If you have no business acumen, then you don't deserve to make money in the business world. I think like, sorry, and you and you have had your chance for years to do it. If you just started now, you're late to the game. It's the same way people in Nashville will say, "Look, man, I well I can't even afford to buy a house now." Okay, that's the rules, though. Like the Nashville real estate market has changed. Mm -hmm. Conversely, if you bought a bunch of properties ten years ago, I don't want to hear you complaining about the cost of properties now because your values on the houses you own is way up. Sure, absolutely. So just, but I think the overall idea is like you have to be ready for a, a change Correct. to be flexible. And they they go on in that video to point that out, too, is like, hey, if you don't like the rules now or something, give it get another out. five or 10 years and you might give it uh, get another chance because sure. things do change. However, that was the one thing where I did start to think, I think we we've seen that historically. We have seen every five to 10 years or something, something come in market the hobby market starts to change a little bit as far as how things are done. But going forward, if you have a, you know, I, they talked about the IPO for fanatics, if they do come out with it and I was looking it up, it's a $40 billion IPO, a $40 billion company. And then granted, that's not all made from sports cards. Of course, that's a, the worldwide distribution of sports memorabilia and merchandise. Yeah, we I, wonder get what that. The I wonder what FedEx collectibles worth, but if that is Still the company, billions. think about this, like before tops, like uh was bought their IPO, they were getting valued at $1.2 billion. billion right? yep. That is, that's, I mean, that's a lot of money, but we're and talking about 40X that. By the way, that's without licensing. Yeah, the exactly. licensing deals. That so was what before is, they even had So that. what is tops worth today? And now granted, well, the market was also super hot now, but even still, just the card market of tops fanatics collectible, three to five billion. At least, at least I would yeah. say with, with fanatics backing, they'd have to be a lot of baked in value because of the distribution and things that they are going to be able to do with already pre-built infrastructure. Sure. But at this point in time, you're looking at a company that's worth, you know, one of the most expensive or most highly valued companies out there. And now they are going to be in charge of this. It's kind of weird to think of a world where maybe in five to 10 years you see changes. I don't know if you see that. I don't anymore. think it'll be that close because they have 20 year deals in these. That's licenses. what I'm well, and that's what I'm so exactly. They have those kinds of baked in, built up license uh, or, or built out license where you can't do anything. Let me ask you this because you, you bring up the five to 10 year number though. Can you ever envision a world in the next? 20 to 30 years where somebody sees, cause let's say in two years, this has really taken full effect. They own all the licensing. They've really um, unified and made uh, much more. I'm trying to think of the word. Like there's much more structure to the hobby. Yeah. You're going to have a shop. You have to kind of ex, uh, execute under these rules. Mm -hmm. And that also allows them by the way, to control the profit margin, which again, that's how capitalism works. Mm -hmm. If you are the biggest dog in the room, you get the biggest bone, you get the most money. Like that's how it goes. And you get to set the rules. Yeah. I can't really fault them for that, but I cannot imagine we have this whole regulated system it works for one to two decades where they are controlling the majority of it. They're getting the majority of profit. They are no longer just pushing off the margin to the next guy down the stream. Mm -hmm. Why would somebody else come in and say, well, let's go back to the wild, wild. I, I exactly. don't see, I don't think you go back no, you couldn't you, go back. Right. You would just, you the only change I could see is something that we don't already see now because I can't see it going back to what we right. did know. And, and, and by the way, at the end of the day too, my overall principle with it is this. If you make the product, you get to decide what you do with the product. Sorry, we have a 
Wi-Fi connection loss. Tech Mike, I want to jump in and help. Yeah, I've yeah, changed the modem this month. I'll do it again right now. I don't care. But but that is my thing. If I make a product, I get to decide and, and dictate uh, if you can afford to do that, which nobody else is coming with this type of bankroll and with the license deals and the distribution in-house. But if you have all that and you say, hey, it's it's very simple. I get the outspoken voices and, and all this talk of his fanatics ruining the hobby and all this other crap. One, I would say, first of all, ruining the hobby, that's in their worst interest of themselves. Mm-hmm. The best interest for fanatics is to keep the hobby alive, running, more regulated, and streamline things. I think that's what they're going to do. Yes. Does that mean some guy's going to get cut out along the way? Absolutely. I don't have a ton of sympathy because, as I mentioned beforehand, a lot of us are the millionaires who made all the money. If your means of making money has changed, too bad. Plan for plan for not having a job anyway. Like, mm-hmm. you should always live that way. I, I always think that financially. Mm-hmm. These idiots who go out and leverage everything and all these, you know, that that's a fantasy. You should be living below your means anyway so that if something changes, you can still function and thrive. I would agree. And then two, so then the other option is just conform. You just simply listen and abide by the rules in those contracts. And you know why people hate? I, I have, I've thought about this a lot. The reason the majority of people in my position, and I don't, because I don't care anymore. It's not my means of income anymore. But I think the reason so many breakers, shop owners, all these other things are so against this is I think the writing on the wall is very clear. You have to work more and you will make less. Margin is not there. Yeah, I, I love the days too when I got Bowman at 800, uh, 800 a case. I got 65 cases and I sold them for three to 4,000. That is not the world we live in anymore. Sorry. If you don't like it though, I totally understand you don't have to. But you don't then get to say, well, I'm just not, then find somewhere else to go. Well, at this point in time, I think there's probably going to be a lot of anger and people upset because, oh, well, this means like, you know, I'm essentially not, I don't have any actionable things that I can do because these people make all the rules. Correct. But to your point that they don't want to see the hobby fail. They don't want to see there be big issues and people hate them and talk bad about them. They are Let going me stop to you, have- I have a question that's going to tie in this and I'll stop interrupting. Okay. Because before we change, you as a, as, a, as a business person in this hobby and a collector to mm-hmm. a degree, do you think if these things go into effect as they've been talked about, it is better or worse for the end user, not the shop owners, not the breakers, for the actual customers in the hobby, better or worse? So this will, I have a two-part answer. First off, if I'm looking at it from the investor point of view, I think it's better. Because I think at the end of the day- Take that out of it though. I want to go to like just the just people, a, the masses in the hobby. To the general masses. Well, mm-hmm. that's, but I think that's what a lot of the masses are. They want, they oh, not only want their, their, their favorite thing. Like, because I, I, I think all the time about the comparison to what this really, the closest comparison is the art world. People love their art. They love they love a Rembrandt, the, a Picasso, whatever. While those things don't mean as much to me, someone else loves them. They can't wait to get them. That's their favorite art. Sure. The way they painted this, they did that. That's what they're going after. And therefore, they'll pay a premium. They'll pay whatever it costs for it. Oh, I got you. You and, meant investor in the hobby. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I misinterpreted that. And so that. as an investor of the hobby, I want to get my Jordan. I want to get my Burrow. I want to get whatever it is I that see. I like. Yep. But at the same time, I'm not buying it in the sense that, oh, I hope that I just lost all my money in case I do ever have to sell it because my business went under, whatever the case is. You know, no one wants their thing to become devalued. You're saying investor as in, I'm sorry, I took that as like you meant the investors, people looking to buy into the space. You're just saying the investors like myself. I buy cards to flip, I buy cards to collect. Yes. The collector investor. So, So you think it is for that person, 
for those people, I do think it's great. However, okay. the the concern where I, and that's where I was going before was that I do think there's going to be concern from people is like, oh, well, you know, this is looked at as a premium brand. I'm now priced out. Like, how do you get kids involved? And there was one comment that they made in their video. I was like, let's stop pretending that this is a, co- a hobby for kids. Amen. There are two versions of this hobby, in my opinion. Yes. There are the hobby, which is, and I mean that literally in the terms of like hobby boxes, mm-hmm. anything, ho- if you know what hobby versus retail means, you are in the, the, You're the, in term, that camp. the, the camp of you are part of the hobby there, but there's also the retail side, which I do think is for kids. And it is yes. for ki- people who don't know anything about the hobby. And they just want to have a small part of it and maybe have a chance to find a card that's worth something. At the same time, though, we saw a marketing campaign around Top Series 1 like we've never seen before. And that's Absolutely. a super low-end product that is specifically targeted to me toward people not in that hobby exactly. group, so to speak. They and were even why- sending out like boxes and packs to, to T-Ball. Not the league we sponsored, even though they said they would. <laughs> that's fine. But even like sending out cards and packs yeah. to T-Ball leagues all around, or whatever the league is. I forget. You know, Little League Baseball. Sure. Like, to me... That shows you, though, that, hey, we are still going to take care of that hobby. But, exactly. but yes, they I do. want that to grow because at the end right. of the day, who are your who are your buyers in 20, Correct. 30 years from now? H- however, I also think it's just a laughable notion that like, well, kids are all priced out of top sterling now. Yeah, because last year was 500, not a thousand. <laughs> like, like, come on. I do think that line gets way overplayed. And I do think at least from what we've seen. They are still allowing for this other portion of the hobby, the lower end, direct to even like tops. Uh, whatever the what's the card that Tim's a big league. Oh yeah, they did a bunch of marketing and stuff around big league, and yes, it had influencer cards, and some people hated that. Whatever, but again, that's a product that went direct to most shops. Mm-hmm. Breakers that was not offered in the breaker um, pilot program at all. It was yeah. direct to shops. It's a low end product. You can pull some fun, cool hits. You can get the follow back stuff. So I'm like, well, if you're feeding both, exactly. That's the thing. I don't think the the fanatics wants to do anything that hurts the hobby, but at, they're going to make rules that will negatively impact some in the hobby. But at the same time, they're hopefully going to make other rules that are going to benefit you. Like, yes, maybe this does knock out five to 10 card shops for every 20. But at the end of the day, if you are one who uh, has to now work more to make less, Will you eventually maybe benefit from the facts that they are making these rules, knocking some of the lesser shops out and therefore more traffic coming to you? Possibly. You know, that's the hope. I, I do think that there is a a greater mind, a multiple minds more than likely behind the marketing and, and pushing of this hobby at this point than there's ever been. Yep. And the fact that we can come up with some of these ideas means they're probably somebody getting paid well. <laughs> much more than us to come up with that and then better ideas. You know that's what I just heard there? Hey, Fanax, we'll work for less than those people and come <laughs> yeah. up with these ideas on our own. So <laughs> that's what I heard. Yeah. All right. I like it. All right. So there's your, your opener uh, update on the fanatics news with card shops. Um, then there was some up. other news uh, that happened over the weekend. Maybe just don't go like too crazy. Remember at the end of the day, people respect and look so up here's to. So here's what I'm going to say. Nash yeah. Cards released an Instagram post. Massive following on Instagram. What do they have? 50,000? Oh, I 40, thought it was like 30 or something. Whatever. But yeah, maybe. And it was a screenshot of a 2023 Topps paper Adley Rauschman rookie, SGC 10 that sold for like nine bucks. And the same screenshot of PSA that sold for like 20 or 25. And the caption read, this is why we didn't offer the $9 service from SGC, implying that 
you know, SGC's value. So here is my response. A number of people reach out to me about this on Instagram and, and Facebook, mostly Facebook, because for years we have been promoting SGC. We promoted Nash cards as our, as our sub guide to use for SGC. That's huge. What, that's what the, the thing said. Oh, I was in their store. You probably can't find it now. It doesn't matter. And it's like, well, all of a sudden, well, this is why we didn't do it. So this is why we left SGC, whatever. Okay. First of all, I take real exception. You cherry pick the comp, by the way. You look at comps the day before and after that screenshot was taken, those cards are selling within $10 of themselves. Mm-hmm. Most of the SGCs were 18 to 22. The PSAs were like 24 to 30. So very close. Okay. The SGC was $9 cheaper. Almost every one of those examples then, you just, and by the way, I am not sitting here telling you SGC has better resale than PSA. It is the exact opposite. PSA outsells SGC. Everybody knows that. That is but getting closer though. I was, I was looking into it that. It is definitely getting closer. And by the way, for the, the amount of money it costs you to grade, the majority of those, that exact card, if you used accurate comps and more than just one cherry pick comp, it would have shown you, you would have only profited a little bit more with SGC. Mm-hmm. It's not a knock on PSA. It's not a knock. It's not just trying to unduly promote the other ones. My other thought though, and this was why people were like, Hey, what's the deal with Chris Bale on SGC? The reason you didn't offer the $9 special is SGC didn't offer that to bulk people, ourselves included. I asked because we have a better relationship with them than anybody in the country, period. We didn't get that deal either because the whole premise of that promotion was we want $9 to the public so they can just start using the SGC service. We want to go right to the collector with this. Great move, by the way. I have no issue with them. Mm -hmm. But don't come off high and mighty like, hey, we're just protecting you guys. This is why we didn't do it. Yeah. No, it's not. And, and and let's just go down that rabbit hole of stupidity anyways. So then for the last two and a half years, when you were the biggest bulk SGC subber in the country, you basically just held up a middle finger to the rest of those people. Like, hey, That's my biggest like, thing. Like, hey, we knew it stunk the whole time. Yep. Look how terrible it is. But we, pro- So I think a lot of people, and we've been called out for this too, get called out for like, hey, you just go where the money takes you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have always said that we've taken bad money in the past. We have yeah. star stock money. Sure. Absolute garbage. I hope Scott and the rest of that team lose every dime they ever make. And I hope everybody gets their stuff back. And we have worked, I've spent 10 times the amount of hours helping people get their stuff back than we ever did promoting them. But it doesn't matter. Bad look on us. We took stupid money. Although I thought it was a great idea. We own up to it. Sure. But this to me was your very just textbook. Somebody new is, is paying the piper now. And that is who we are just going to, yeah. I'm not going to finish the rest of that sentence because I would like to go off. And so- I don't want to get any more messages about this. This is how I feel about it. I thought it was a totally spineless move by those guys. I was close to Chris and Nash cards for a while. Again, my, my rule stands as always. If he wants to come on here and defend himself anytime, message Jesse. I don't want to speak to you. Talk to Jesse. You can come on the show and defend your actions. That to me, though, is some of the issue with this hobby. When you have huge name brands, because that is Nash has become a massive name brand and they pull a stunt like that. And I know it's to be cute and to get clicks on Instagram and to be awesome and to get likes. Well, at the end of the day, at it, the end of the day, it's to get money. They correct. want more money, and they're throwing their old customers, all that other, all those other people that pushed into that product because they believed in it. Correct. They're throwing them under the bus. So for let's it. just say Grading Company X comes along in twenty twenty four and all, and has a great process and everything looks good, and me and Jesse buy into it. Mm-hmm. And they say, hey, by the way, we want to pay you more than SGC pays you. Mm-hmm. If it made sense to me, I'm not saying we would never leave, but what I wouldn't do is then go back and start bashing SGC. I think SGC is the best grading option right now for the majority of cards. For the ultra high end, I still use PSA. It's no surprise. But the customer service, the treatment, the, the, the service levels even, the no Turnaround upcharge. times. Yep. Turnaround, like there is a lot of good there. I don't care who you use. 
but I don't like shots like that because I think you did nothing but devalue your customers who used you in the past for that. So that's why it, I take those things personally because I was friends with both sides of those people and it irritated the crap out of me. Yep. So I know some guys, why are we even talking about, even Jesse, I think would have preferred me not to. Which no, is I think fine. you handled this very, very, very well, especially because you had time to like let it cool down. Oh, Cause on, I think in the Friday, moment, I'll you tell you right now on Friday, it. I was ready to make a call and just yeah. and not even on air. Just, Hey, like this yeah. is, this is a weak move and mm-hmm. you know, it is, mm-hmm. um, I would say this then to my last call. If you're going to do that thing, I hope you're getting a lot of money because there's going to come a day where maybe someone throws an ungodly amount of money at us to sell out. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, there's a number. It, <laughs> it's high. If I'm going to totally sell out and be spineless, I'm going to want to just pad my whole body and money and money envelopes. So then you can so walk I don't, away. I don't need a spine and yeah. you just walk away. Yeah. So that's it. I'm not going to bring it up again. I've okay. left the invitation to Chris. People on social, I don't want to hear about it anymore. If you want to do business with that dude, go nuts. I will never do it again. But if you want to have fun, we will have a new option for grading very, very soon for a sub guy. Yeah. Um, and, I, and yeah, we'll announce that later. But there you go. Come, Mike. You did I great, apologize bud. to the people who I said I was going to rant. Dude, don't. I, I literally sat in oh, my car. Oh, you apologize to the people. You said that you were going to rant. Okay. I literally gotcha. sat there Friday night or Saturday night. I I had my phone up to live on Facebook. Uh-huh. And it was like the preview where you're looking at yourself. And I was like... <laughs> I just paused because I was like, if I hit go live now, I'm going to ruin some people's weekends. (laughs) I was going to call for boycotts and just go absolutely nuts. Thank you for handling it the way you did. We do have more exciting show for you. You know what? Never mind. (laughs) Start ripping people apart. Um, Before mailbag, we've got two other segments. We've got our new releases and we've got the, a new one. uh, Just calling it what's hot. And no, we're calling it what's hot. What's hot in June. Cause it's summertime. Nope. Too far? It was okay. You don't have to. If every word is just that. <laughs> Not everything's a joke. Hey, Jim. <laughs> I'll tell you what I am hot about, by the way. What? I ha- You know this, too. I have a 2004 Chevy, Av- oh. uh, Chevy Avalanche with 270,000 miles in its mm. third transmission. Love him. I also have a 2019 Tahoe with like 70,000 miles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of those does not run after getting a new battery put in it. Tell me which one. You, I want you to play the guessing, guessing game. Oh, God. You Is know it, it. All right. Not the Tahoe. I had to have that thing towed to a mechanic today. Oh. You want to feel like a real schmuck, by the way? Yeah. It's when a tow truck guy and his wife, Ellen R. Towing, by the way, Hendersonville. I don't know if people in Hendersonville need towing. Guy was phenomenal. <laughs> You've seen my back. The driveway is tough to get into the back of with the deck, oh, the post. Oh, yeah, the curve, yeah. This joker was back there surgically. And after about three seconds, he bas- he was very kind, by the way. He basically knew there was no reason for him to speak to me. And that's when his wife started because it was just, hey, hon. Yeah, it was like, hey, listen up, little kid. Come here, little fella. He pulled, the, she pulled me aside. She's like, listen, let's me and you talk about the puppies. The dogs were outside. Don't look at this. It, Don't look at what dad's doing. It, it over was here. just like, yeah. I tried so to sorry. jump this vehicle. It didn't work. Although he tried to, it didn't work either, which made me very happy. Yeah, sure. That's what um, you get for buying a Chevy. That's why I'm all worked up. I'm not a Ford guy. I don't know. Um, you have a minivan. What do you think? I am. A, I'm a Honda minivan. By the way, I cannot wait to absolutely rook your brother oh. on the price of that Tahoe. Hope Jacob's not listening. Don't don't steal. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. But Kelly um, Blue Book plus 40% comps. What's hot in June? Uh, guys, we, I kind of teased a little bit of this on the last show, but, uh, there've been a few guys who, well, not a few hundreds upon thousands of people (laughs) have literally reached out since we started the Facebook group, since we started the podcast, woke up from your coma and you were just, what's (laughs) my card worth? That is the question, right? At the end of the day, what's my card worth? And that question inevitably leads to, yeah, 
my dad collected or I collected and my grandpa gave me. And they're always cards from like the 90s. It's always like Garbage. some overproduced card. But let's be real. There are still cards that hold some actual value from the, the 90s era. We can do other eras if we want to, if people uh, request it. But what I did was pull all cards produced uh, from the 90s that were sold on the major platforms. And when I say major, uh, I'm referring to eBay. I'm referring to PWCC, Golden, Heritage, Alt, Leland's, you know, yeah, all of major. the big ones. And this is just to give an idea of what is actually selling right now. Because I did this for the month of June. Okay. Um, I, I figured we can kind of go down the list as far as top selling. Um, I did. I know last time when I started talking about this, you said, don't do Pokemon. And I said, okay, well, I'm doing it. I included. I love Pokemon. You know that. I, I know get, you I do. get called out every week for this now. <laughs> I know you Why do. can't you just have any interest? Because I don't care. <laughs> just love it. Okay. Oh, um, well, I included everything. Okay. So I didn't, yes. I didn't limit any of those cards, but so I've done this for both singles and I've done it for wax. Okay. So again, month of June, any product made in the nineties, and our very first card sold two weeks ago. It was the Pokemon 98 Charizard. Uh, Japanese promo illustrator card sold for who is it? $570,000. What character was it? Pikachu. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get it. Uh, 8.5 PSA grade. It, that is by far the highest grade or highest selling card from the 90s sold in June. Now let's get I into some it. sports. I love that. We can do. Uh, I love that. We can do basketball. We can do football. We can do baseball. Any thoughts on who the highest uh, selling basketball player was in the month of June? From the nineties, though. From the nineties, I will. I'll tell you. You won't be surprised by the first one, but you'll be well, surprised Jordan. by the second one. Mike. Yes, Jordan. Uh, PMG. It was his ninety-seven PMG. By the way, I started doing some research on PMG because I really have no understanding of PMG as far as like Precious who metal made gym. it, yep. where it came from, Skybox, when did it get hot? Like, metal universe. It was awesome. And you know, it's funny, not a, till after, by the way, I remember oh yeah, it ripping, was like 08, 09 or something. Someone was saying that probably a little before that, but prices price started going nuts. Then. Yes. But yeah. metal universe. It, and what's crazy is metal universe was not a crazy expensive product as when I was a kid. I was wondering about that because it looks like some of the products are, a lot of people joke about some of them because it's like them in space or them playing basketball with the earth or like just these weird animations in the background of some of these PMGs. Are you not familiar with those? Maybe, maybe that's another PMG. I, yeah. I think we're talking about a different set. Cause I'm just, well, it is a PMG, but it, it okay. could be like another ultimate PMG or something like sure. that. Yeah. Yeah. But like the original set was very now granted it was not easy to hit those cards. Cause serial numbered stuff wasn't a thing. Like if you had a serial numbered card in 97 of any sport, it was like, Whoa, this is, that's what they said too. This yeah. is kind of like the first parallels. And what and if you listen, this has always been kind of an unspoken myth in the hobby, but there's a lot of truth to it. Mm -hmm. If you talk to guys who were big in the hobby back then, it was, yeah, these things never saw the light of day because kids would pull these in a card shop and the shop would be like, hey, I'll give you another 10 packs for free for that card. Really? Yeah, oh, even at the time they were valuable. I think even at the time, a, a number of shop owners were like, hey, this is a new thing. We're going to kind of get into these. And so, yeah, that's why you don't see a ton of those in circulation because a lot of those ended up in collections and just never left. 
So obviously we're talking about PMG because they are, they sell for a premium and they do end up a lot in these lists, not mm -hmm. only in the singles, but the wax too. Um, so that was your, your number one, the 97 Michael Jordan. It's a B, BGS uh, eight, which by the way is amazing. Sold for $360,000. Those on things never grade out. So, okay. So, you know, I was just talking to you about like how the, the one has a planet look second, most popular or highest selling basketball, finally getting a little love Shaquille O'Neal. But look at this. This is what I'm talking about. See this stuff. They are weird cards. Why is there a propeller fan in this card? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's over Sabonis, by the way. Thanks. You know, there's a number of these just like they 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 have weird that's backgrounds. Insane, whatever dude. the case, it's a green PMG. It's a PSA four sold for 176,000. thousand dollars. All right, I just I just wanted to show you that. I don't want you to look at all of them. Um, then of course, uh, Magic the Gathering pops in pops its head in. I think these are really the only two TCG cards. That have sold in June for over a hundred thousand dollars. It was the Black it's Lotus. The only card I know. Well, very good, bud. Uh, CGC eight point five. Uh, then you got Kobe's coming up with uh, the third and fourth place as far as basketball goes. F number one best selling baseball card from the nineties in the month of June. Is it an insert like a BMG or just a card with a high grade? Uh, it is a card with a high grade. Oh, didn't we talk about this? Is it the Jeter SP? Yes. Okay, we talked about that yep. already. Last so, show. Was um, it not a 10? SGC 10. Yep. There's only oh, a pop four of these. I don't even... 75000 I have no idea. 50000 Okay. Yeah, $50,000. That's the number one selling best best selling baseball card. Um, See, that card I actually like, though, because it's just a base card. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. Because um, the PMGs are not... You know, it's like a different world. Are, I assume, too, PMGs have to be harder to grade. Oh, that's why you see, like, a four sells for... I, Such a premium. I don't okay. know that there are any nine or ten, or there's probably a handful, but the colored surfaces back then, the chipping was so bad, it was brutal. Um, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah, some of these cards, are, if, even as you get really close on them, you can see like the edges are yeah. all like real white. Favorite white whale card of the 90s for me, I don't care about PMGs, never have. Okay. 1993 Finest Refractor, Ken Griffey Jr. That card, I think it does make an appearance somewhere, but it's it's not at the used top to be, of the list. Like a PSA 10 of that used to be like five grand. I think it's like 30 now or something ridiculous. Okay, question. Who do you think from the 90s player, uh, top-selling football card? Peyton. Who's the player? Peyton Contenders. It is Peyton. It's not Contenders, but it is Peyton. There is a Peyton Contenders at second place. How did you know that? Did you see it? No, but before? that card's stupid hard, expensive. Is it just hot right now or something? It's all, it, that card, those autographs are almost gone. So if there's a high grade of that, it sells for a ton of money. Interesting. Okay. What's well, the What's the number one? Give me the brand of the number one. Yes, we've been. Oh, talking. it's Peyton. Is it a PMG? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was gonna yep. say there's that. There's the Flair Brilliance number. There's a bunch of numbered stuff from it's him. A PSA ten out of fifty. But so that's from the year ninety thousand. Yep, ninety eight. The other night, isn't that? Hang on, isn't that funny though? A PSA ten of his, and by the way, that's a rookie. I card. was thinking that exact same. And thing. That's a rookie. Goes yep. for forty grand. Shaq as a four, as a fifth year card went for one hundred and seventy five. The, the crazy high end stuff still belongs to basketball. It It'll absolutely does, but I think it also does in the PMG world. I think no the PMGs are no basketball heavy. I mean, granted, a forty thousand dollar Peyton's insane, but sure. Yes. Um, so yeah, the first and second place uh, top selling card in June was Peyton Manning. The other one was that Contenders ticket out of two hundred. What's the third and fourth? BGS eight five um, for football. Yeah. So third, John Elway 
Funny enough. That's got to be a numbered something crazy too, though. It's another PMG. Okay. 97. It's out of 15. It's a BGS 8. Sold for almost 40,000. Um, there is a top selling golf cart as well. Got to be Tiger. It is a Tiger. Is this it a is, patch auto or something? This is what's funny to me that these cards, I it does make me think those oh, Wimby cards are going to do well. The Sports Illustrated. PSA 10. It's the same thing with like Tony Hawk and I think like uh, one of the Venus or the Williams sisters. I think they have their first cards as Sports Illustrated. Those things really seem to hold their value. It is a PSA 10, $38,000 uh, just sold June 6th. The next football one though, uh, I'm a big fan. Barry Sanders, PMG 97. Ruby. So this is, yeah, tell me what this is. A premium rubies? Yeah, so Skybox Metal Universe yeah. was where the PMGs. Skybox Premium was a brand. The rubies were like a red-lettered numbered version. It was, it was almost like the Skybox Premium uh-huh. version of PMG, but it was called the Ruby. Okay. I actually, th- by the way, I think those are much better looking cards. I, I mean, it does look really good. I, I don't know. I is do it numbered like to 50? So this is numbered out of 50. Yep. Will they go for like 25? This one went for 36. Yeah, Barry Sanders, PSA 8. Um, we'll do one more uh, because it's a baseball. Again, baseball was not has not been a big seller as far as high-end sales. Well, in they the didn't have that. They didn't have that from one. The 90s. We also don't have that one set though. Like PMGs, Rubies, those are basketball and football. You don't have that one set to me. I was going to ask, yeah, is, so there's really not... Uh, there's a bunch of different ones. Like, to me, though, it's the 93 Finest Refractors. Yeah, okay. But those also just don't come up as much. What's, so, so who's the player? Is it Griffey? It is Griffey. It's a 99. Tell me about the uh, EX Century Essential oh, Credentials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super low numbered. A lot of times it was like numbered to one of their stats or something, like numbered to 76 or something ridiculous. Oh, okay. What's it numbered to? Out of 17. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was wondering. It's, it's a BGS 95 Pop 1. Kind of surprised it didn't sell for is a Is it a rounded more. card? No. Oh, this is square. Not, yeah, it is a rectangle. So 35000 for that one. I will say late 90s EX baseball, mm-hmm. top five all-time sets for me. Really? Yeah, they're awesome. Gold label I still loved, the old school 93. But those EX were the first ones to put like the real refractor, almost holographic finish. Yeah, the, it does look like that. It, it, there's some pretty cool stuff. Um, are these, I am curious, EX, like I assume that went under... It was a flare product back in the day. Oh, okay. F-L-E-E-R, because I don't say flare. it right. Flare, okay. Because yep. I thought you said flare. Um, all right. So there you go. There, that's your singles. There, I did want to showcase a little wax for those who are interested, uh, maybe as investment opportunities, because they are selling a little more. Granted, these are much lower than some of those singles were. The highest selling box of wax, these are, these are strictly boxes, not case sales. From the 90s. From the 90s in the month of June. 96 Tops Chrome. Uh, no, go back to what we've been talking about with all these other singles. Oh, 97 metal metal. Yep. Metal universe basketball series one, 1997. I'll be honest. With you, I would never buy that product. Anyways, those cards used to brick together so bad. I wouldn't, I'd be terrified. Oh, really? I wouldn't mess with it. Oh, again, that's I good the, to know. I don't have the money to mess with it anyways, but man, well, it's $15,000. It's actually not oh, that crazy. That's way down. Yeah, from yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, the second place is actually, um, magic the gathering. Uh, the 1993. Oh, so those are sold. See, this is me showing interest in these stupid cards. Please. Magic was sold by the box. Oh yeah. I yeah, exactly. That. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, they're typically nowadays they're known as like booster boxes and stuff like that. Oh, but, okay. okay. Yeah. But back then I'm sure it was just the same thing. Just, they just called it a box. That's interesting, Jesse. 
oh, wow, guys, he's taking an interest in TCG. That one freaking guy who was like, Mike, why don't you just have interest? No, I'm just kidding. He was nice. He was a good person. He was nice. Uh, $13,500 is what that sold for uh, yesterday, in fact. Um, but next, number three, what was your first guess? Do you remember? 96 Tops Chrome? 96 Tops Chrome. Those are way down, though. What are those doing now? So, do you have a, when you say way down? Uh, 15,000? 13. Those were like 50 at one point. No. 40? Yeah. Well, you got to remember for a while, the Kobe's were selling for six figures. Okay. Yeah. But Kobe's market is down 80% on a lot of that stuff. What? That's insane. Oh my God. That's hard to believe. Um, And then you're, I like how this, the wax has a real mix of what's selling. It, it really seems like a, just about everything uh, wax in the 90s is doing okay. 99 Pokemon Jungle First Edition Factory Sealed Box sold for $12,000 um, as of yesterday as well. A lot of TCG going off the, the shelves. And your last one, 97 Fleer Skybox Metal Universe Series 1. Again, I guess if you're looking to invest in some wax, maybe it is PMG. I don't know. I, to Mike's point, I don't know how it is with actually un, uh, unboxing and taking these cards apart, but that's where the money's going in the month of June. That is what's hot in June. Real quick baseball note. Um, Ellie Delta Cruz is a freaking phenom. What he do? He's played 17 games now. They Now they've lost two in a row after I think they won 13, 14 straight. Mm-hmm. They have one of the best records in the game. They're leading their division still. Uh, that kid's unbelievable. He hit for the cycle over the weekend. A single, a double, a triple home run. One Thank of each. Um, I keep saying, I, I said originally too, like, man, you got to just sell him. He's so hot. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I didn't think the team was going to win like they've been winning with him. That's been the real X factor here. I don't know what to do anymore. That's you my official. You haven't to look up any pricing on no, him. No, but that's my official stance right now on Ellie. I don't do whatever you want. That kid is, looks to be unbelievable. And to everybody's surprise, I think that team is winning at a ridiculous clip. They were a 500 ball club when he came up. They've won Man. like 14 of 16, I think, or something, 13 of 15. It's pretty cool to see. Okay. That's um, it. Let's go ahead and jump right into a the, new One releases. last Ellie note, because this came up with 2023 Bowman. Mm-hmm. Of course, he was a 2022 Bowman. So last year, 2022 April product, that was his first. Even his inserts and Chrome and everything out of 23 is now selling. So oh, okay. like, it's not just that this guy's first stuff is selling. Everything is selling. It's pretty wild. So at this point, he has one bad game. Do you think he's had two bad games? It doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. that's what I mean. He's had a number of bad games, but he's shown you enough of the time now where it's like, oh, yeah, he's what? Yeah. Even just little stuff. It's a ground ball. It's a routine ground out for most guys, and he's legging it out. It's just weird. Okay. And the team's winning a ridiculous clip, so. Someone to keep an eye on, maybe not sell? I just don't know what to do. If you want to sell it right now because you're good, if you, you want to hold it, no, I'm not buying I don't know what to do with him, so I'm not buying him. Okay. I want to buy Chris Porzinga still. Uh, I think he actually came down just a little bit, but not a ton, surprisingly. He's still up. Uh, new releases. Did you happen to look at it? Do you know? No, do you I want to start anywhere? Okay, I'm so, so sorry, then let's start with 2022 Panini Chronicles Football Hobby Box. Depending on price, I like this. Now, Chronicles gets a bad rap because it's like a cheap product. There's a bunch of them together. The names that come out consistently, I, I think, are actually really cool. Like, I like the fact that you get a bunch of the big name rookies. Mm-hmm. What's the first number? Two? It's a three. Like 315, 320? 350. I'm not going to lie, though. After seeing, so 
2022 Prism is now again has gone up. Is it 900 now? It's $1,000. I do wonder what's causing that though. Like there comes a point where it's like, oh, it's cool. It's on the rise. And then we're going to get to that point now where it's like, oh, okay, let's pump the brakes. It's still not the greatest class of all time. Maybe, but That's weird. people are still hot for it. Um, do you know what 21 Chronicles is going for? Or 2020? I'm going to double check. I do not know off the top of my head. So while you're looking at that, I mean, I like Chronicles. Again, it's like a, you're stupid. What's the word you like to say when we have an episode? Goulash. It's like a goulash product. There's a bunch of different brands put into there, but you hit a bunch of the rookies. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's a, a number of patch auto variations of all the guys. Depending on what Jesse says about, isn't isn't 21 like 500 bucks? 670. That's the one that I kind of look, but I do think 350 is, I'm not messing with it as a personal 350. Okay. Again, this to me is a perfect breaking product though. Get the team you want. I was looking at like pricing as far as Ritter, Pickett, Ritter goes. Ritter is still way up and Purdy's, all, all of a sudden Purdy's free fall has stopped because people started realizing, wait, Trey may not be the guy and Purdy might be back in the first month. Well, uh, Purdy's pricing is going for, and again, I was just looking for comparison's sake, base prism for 2022 PSA 10s and pricing on those is going for about 70 bucks or so. Pickett is going closer to a hundred right now. Yeah. Pickett's Raiders, clear, I think around like 40 50 or 50? something like that. But Pickett's yeah. a clear number one. As you, I mean, I don't know. It, it's a weird thing to think about too. He played good. I think guys are kind of reaching because he's a quarterback who starts. So speaking of comparing it to 2021, though, I did pull up pricing for uh, 2020 and 2021 quarterbacks. And do you think at this point that Pickett should be outselling Justin Fields, Wilson, um, well, Zach, Mac yes. Jones, basically everyone but Trevor Lawrence? From 21? Yes. He should not be outselling Fields. But a lot of that is also dictating on the on the pop count. Sure, but that's going to come down. But what's yes. Justin Fields' PSA 10 sell for right now? $83. And Pickett's 100? Yeah, somewhere right around yeah. 100. I think by the now, time great, the season point, by the time the season pop. starts, I bet those are the identical, which is okay cuz Fields is exciting, but I don't think people view him as a as a traditional obviously he's not a traditional quarterback, so um Zach Wilson, I mean, you should be able to tell Zach Wilson. But Zach Wilson But even Mac Jones. By the way, say what you want about Mac Jones. That team's had a pretty good record when he's been a starter. I don't think he's great. They've got a couple of weapons this year. Okay. Is Zach or is, is Mac Jones starting? Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes a little bit more sense because there are some of these pricings, but comparing Mac Jones and Trevor Lawrence that were really confusing. Um, if you compared the Mac Jones prism, it's doing like $34 to his Don Russ. It's doing $31. Hmm. The, the pop counts are actually pretty close. That Don uh, Russ or, was doing $2,000 originally. Uh, yeah. Oh, those things were absolutely insane. Upside day, is it? Uh, but uh, actually the pop count is about a thousand more on the, the prism or I'm sorry, on the Don Russ, but very close in price. Trevor Lawrence. This is what I'm kind of confused about. He does $60 for his Don Russ. So double the price, um, pop counts, very similar, but his prism is what? A hundred 120 is doing like $320 as a base, as a base, Really, but the pop count is only 210. That's where it's really confusing me because if you look like Mac Jones prism, PSA tens, there's 1900 of them. Trey Lance has 1100 PSA tens. Justin Fields has 1700 PSA tens. What's with Trevor Lawrence and only having 200 PSA tens. That's funny. Yeah. I'm looking at it now. 
I don't understand what's going on there. But I mean, of course the price is, is up on that, but it's kind of hard to get a good idea of like how much more up would he be on his other 2021 quarterbacks? Because for whatever reason, the pop count doesn't seem right. What's like, do we know what Mac is? Mac is, yeah. Mac is uh, 30 or no, 1900 on his prism. 1900. Could that be wrong? I don't think so because the pricing indicates a pop count that's much lower. So Justin but, Fields. But I mean, he is also better. Yeah, Justin Fields is 1700. Exactly. What the heck? I know. There's something weird going on there. Maybe Panini didn't make as many of them, or maybe they're just harder to grade for some reason. Steven Zach Wilson, only 425. But still, the fact that there's more... Maybe there was a print there. Maybe there was just a tougher grade in general. I don't know, though. I don't have an answer for you. Yeah, I just thought That's it was weird. an interesting note while we're talking about 21 football. Um, all right, so there's Panini Chronicles football, $350 a box compared to last year, which is doing 470 Next. Wait, I, I don't... What did you end up saying on it? So no personal yes breaks. Okay. Um, next one up is 2022 Panini Select Basketball Hobby comes out this week. Yeah, I mean it's fine. Again, I don't, I don't. I'm, I'm down on that class anyway, so I'm, I'm not a great person to ask. But it's select basketball. It'll sell for big money for the numbered stuff. So, uh, your boy did a little more research again. Um, Four fifty a box. So I was doing pricing on just 2022 Prism in general because I wanted to see football, but I also included basketball in there too. The number one sale since June first is a Boncaro, Boncaro, mm-hmm. uh, out of ten. For PSA 10 sold for $36,000. I mean, again, that's a rare card that's not going to happen in most boxes. But the fact is that Bungaro is the number one selling guy and he is in that product. So maybe that's giving it a little life still. I think there's what still select boxes love for it. Select is going for almost $390. Oh, that's actually a lot cheaper than I said. For hobby? For hobby. Uh, I'm in on that. Yeah. Okay. I don't mind that at all, actually. Okay. Um, Weird yeah. to think basketball is now coming out for cheaper than football. That is a weird it is shift. A, yeah. Even since I've been in doing this. It's never been the case. Is, yeah. Much okay. higher. Uh, next up is Panini one 2022 football. I love the product. It's one in case card patch auto auto. It's awesome. You know, guys are going to be hunting for those purdies and pickets and, yeah, and even the vet list is awesome. Sure. What makes this one tough is that it's just the one card. Yep. And I think the price is usually ridiculous. I'm going to say it's 485 a box. Very close. 500. Yeah. I mean, so again, you can buy into cheap randoms if you want to chase stuff. Yeah. Go nuts. I To rip a personal, I'm out. I'm gonna, yeah. You got to, it's, it's just, this is the same as Dynasty Baseball. Great looking product for the price and what you have to pull. Mm-hmm. I'm out. Okay. Um, I love the cards. Like I would buy those singles all day aftermarket. Uh, Bowman University's best basketball hobby 2022 again another I, I Wimby think, auto and Caitlin Clark I think yep. we're getting a little worn out on these now I that's, think top should have spaced these out a little bit better than they have because it's just too much that's I think that's my problem with it is just because it seems maybe in the grand scheme of things it's really not that much but it seems like it's so much because they've been so many back-to-back and then you also had the the Yankee Jersey card that came out in the in between releases so yeah my thought the same, but it is relatively cheap. Yeah. I $110. Okay. I mean, great product to rip for fun then. Probably good for personals. Okay. Uh, let me see. Was there any, Oh, 
So there is one other product that we don't usually cover. It's 2022 Upper Deck Goodwin Champions Hobby Box. Such a weird product. I'm so sick of Upper Deck and the stupid crap. <laughs> like what? Upper Deck has exclusive auto rights to some of the biggest names in sports. Why can't you put out a decent product? Like Leaf puts out okay. Leaf Pearl. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like why, why can't you just put out like a nice high-end product that has Jordan, LeBron, Ben Simmons, Gretzky, Tiger Woods, their freaking auto list is unbelievable, and they do this dumb garbage. Oh. So this is not a product you care for. It's so stupid. Okay. All right. I, I was just curious to get your take. Put out a real... I don't mind if this product comes out as well, but put out like a real product. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Actually, I do... I like the Goodwin Champions for like all the other random stuff that's in there. I don't mind it but. at all for that. I just... <laughs> it's upset deck, you greatly. Does it's upset you greatly, and I can tell. Yeah, uh, but it's only one hundred and twenty dollars a box. It's not crazy, at least. Hope so. the warehouse catches fire. What? Uh, no. What if there's a dog in there? Um. All right. That's your new releases. On to mailbag. We had a pretty large one. We don't have to hit all of them, but I figured we hit some mailbag. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations at Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between, offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Mailbag. All right. First question comes from Jeremy Lopez. Where do you see SGC 95s fall comp wise? Seems like the, uh, I'm going to say middle child grade that no one knows what to do with. Okay, I total, I've said this before. I think it is the best value grade out there. A lot of times it is com- comparable to a PSA 9, but there are times you see it sell for quite a bit less. And I think it's a great buy when you do. Okay. Uh, William Edward. Uh, Actually, oh, is this about Paul Smith? You yeah. can read this. <laughs> I don't understand this. Why does Paul Smith love the Yankees so much? Is this Paul an inside Smith, joke? Yes, Paul Smith okay. has makes poor life decisions, and Pot just called Kettle Black because William Edward is a stupid Bills fan. So <laughs> okay, well, two donkeys meant for each other: the Bills and the Yankees. Buy an island and float off into the sea. For all the other ones, <laughs> for, the other, for the other for the other thirty-seven thousand people who downloaded this episode, there you go. There you go. Uh, John Boren, ultra maybe twenty-five thousand. I don't know. Ultra modern basketball was the hottest thing at the peak, and it has crashed the hardest. Yep. Is it getting to the point now of being underpriced? I mean, by and large, no. I think it's probably fairly accurately priced now. Like, I do think there's some outliers, though. Some of the Kobe stuff has fallen so hard, and Tim Duncan, some of the greats, Mm -hmm. it's almost like that same feeling as there was in 2020. Like, wait a minute, these guys were that good, and and the price is only that? I do think there's some of that for sure. Okay. But very case-by-case basis. There's no just general rule with that. 
Um, sorry, Kajitan. I'm just looking for a little bit shorter questions today. Thank you for your what, you question. Write a book? It was just a little bit longer, and we just don't have a ton of time, and we've got a lot of questions. Sean Redman, uh, thoughts on Detroit Lions in 2023? Are you buying or selling the hype? I don't. Uh, is there hype around the Lions, or do people just think they're going to be a good team because they I were th- good last year? I think if you are a lifelong, uh, lifelong Detroit Lions fan, like he admits later in his question, then yes, maybe there is. But I don't know for the rest of the world. That, that's the thing in the hobby. I don't know what, who I'm supposed to care about in real life. I, I actually find myself really rooting for the Lions. And they ended the season super hot last year. I'd love to see him go on a run. Okay. But in terms of the hobby, who's the catalyst there where people, like there's, I don't see any world where people look at the, the Lions if they have success this year mm-hmm. and say, yep, now I'm going to go buy Jared Goff. <laughs> and I also don't know the guys are going to then look back and say, oh, the Lions have this resurgence. I'm going to go 20 years, you know, 20 years back and buy Barry Sanders Barry either. Yeah. I don't know who that catalyst is. If the defense plays great like they could, maybe it's Aiden Hutchinson. Um, St. Brown is an awesome receiver. You okay. know, uh, was it Jamison Williams or DeAndre Swift? One of the two running backs was really good. One of them got suspended. So that's my, that's my question. There's not enough household names. But if they play really well, the hobby will obviously determine a couple of those guys and go after them. So okay. I, I hope it happens. Uh, Ryan Elliott, what's the next release you're most looking forward to? Uh, Top's Finest comes out in the 7th. I love Finest every year. I think Finest is one of the most underrated products, period. I think it comes out the 7th unless it gets pushed. Um, I think it's going to be really good. I I do. I love Top's Finest. And by the way, Panini 3 and 2 to date is maybe my favorite baseball release. Oh, really? Stupid nice. Oh, I I love it. Oh, awesome. And the room does too. Every time I was live last night doing a couple breaks of just other stuff. Mm -hmm. Guys were all over it. Any more 3 and 2? I can't find anymore. So. Oh, wow. I'm going to try to, but yeah, Finest would be my next. Uh, Zeppi Borelli. Why do companies trash those who help them get to where they are? Yeah. Zeppi. Ze- oh, yeah, yeah. What I'm okay. Yep. Yeah. Zeppi, that's why you're Team Geo, baby. And I'm Team ZB. Uh, let's see. Brian Faustman. To Mike and Jesse, what would you do if your spouses required you to quit the hobby? That means no buying or selling of any and all cards or memorabilia. I'd quit the hobby. I don't think they would require that because it kind of is like. But if they do. But if they did. You'd be out in a second. Well, yeah, I mean, what yeah, am I going to do? Too, yeah. they, they required it. But at the same time, it's like, well, time to go back to Dell or get a real job. I mean, what are you doing then? I'm trying to think of Dell hiring. I'd like to think on that interview. Oh, they I'd love I'd like to think on the interview. Boy. They're like, well, we just, could you address this? Well, you're just like on there bashing Michael Dell. Wait, 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 wait. They're playing audio from this. I thought you said, can you dress like they wanted me to put clothes on? And I, you, that I, was a deal breaker. No deal. Because I am strictly work from home from the bed. Bold you know state. that. It's yeah, that disturbing, but it's true. <laughs> Mike uh, Pulsifer, if you ripped 100 cases of Topps flagship, how many home improvement projects could you complete with the duplicate base cards? <laughs> 17. <laughs> uh, BJ Kroger, would buying matching rompers for my family make my upcoming vacation better? It wouldn't make it worse, BJ. I'll tell you that much. Man, if I mean, only I don't mind it, I'll tell you that. If only they made those rompers for the exceptionally taller people, that it would have been perfect. It the hugged, size was fine. It hugged parts of Jesse that <laughs> do not need to be hugged by anybody. It was a tight hug. Uh, John Loriotti, you guys need a dance off to start the show. These questions are getting better and better. That wasn't a question. Don't disagree. Do you guys need a dance off? That now it is. Okay. Yep. Dan Burkin. Oh, this is uh, the boy, my, my boy. On Facebook, he was talking to you about Pokemon over the weekend. Should I collect players I love that have 
um, we're going to say bad base cards. Poopy cards. Uh, or players I like that have amazing cards. That's to you. I'm not a Dan. You're, you're Dan, team Dan. Team, Dan's just, team Jesse. I don't oh, yeah. I, 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 I won't address, I I won't address this question. <laughs> you won't address this question. Dan, I'm a sensitive genius and I will not address, well, sensitive <laughs> person. I'm so a genius. Yeah, I, I will not that. address it. Uh, I think that, I mean, if you find them to be amazing, wouldn't that be a, a player that you enjoy? I mean, I don't know. I, in my opinion, you always collect what you like. And at the end of the day, if you're not collecting what you like, you collect because there's value. So I guess he's talking like if I loved players and they only had 90s junk wax, just collect them anyways. Who cares? Oh, yeah. I mean, and if I, they have amazing cards too, like they have PMGs, go nuts. I have a number of Jordan. I mean, granted, Jordan has some really good cards, but I've got a number of Jordans that have almost no value. It's the same with uh, Shaquille O'Neal. I love them not because of the value necessarily, but I love them as players and I grew up with them. So. I like this next question. Not even a question. Sean Carr just wrote, sell all comma, buy Hall of Fame rookie cards in PSA 10. Yeah, I didn't even, I, I marked that are, not to ask. Here's a nice thing. There's just like, so many just accessible <laughs> PSA 10 Hall of Fame rookies. I, I I, Sean strikes me as a humorless person. No, he's no, a top contributor in the Facebook group. Not so to me, he's not. Be. He might be nice. I don't know. I just did. Thank you, Sean. Um, No, thank you, Sean. I take that back. Aaron Lakes. Mike, two questions. Is Panini starting a Junk Wax 2.0 for football and basketball? No, they're they're, they're not making. No, absolutely not. I don't agree with that at all. Um, And then second question. How does the new edict from Fanatics, so no internet sales breaking online, affect the giant websites like Blowout and DNA? Dave Adams. Yeah. I'm very curious. In a perfect world, if you if you're not going to allow card shops to do it, why would you let Blowout do it? Well, again, that's and if you another cut, license, though. That's the breaker license, right? I mean, uh, maybe I don't know. I don't know what agreements they have, but like Blowout still just sells stuff sealed wax on their. Uh, I've said this for a while, though. I don't know why Fanatics would continue to use them, but they are obviously are. I, I don't know, but if you imagine cut, cutting Blowout, how much more you could distribute to actual shops and other places? Do we know that they are giving them a special deal or anything? I mean, they have product available for pre-release. Every every product that's out is on their site. You can pre-order it. Okay. All so right. Clearly, they're getting it. From, and I have sources that have told me some very specific details I could not repeat. But okay. yes, I don't think there's any doubt. Uh, Chris Schumacher. Uh, this may this might I be- like this actually. Shoe. Can you okay. make a note of this? If I read it, make uh, a note. Bring out your notepad. It said Mike or Mike and a guest go over where the hobby was pre-pandemic versus now. Not just pricing and allocation, but the state of the hobby in general. I think that would be an interesting, yeah, a little, like a little look back. Oh, Twenty nineteen part that mentioned me. That's cool. This Je- is why you don't read the questions. Jesse you, Gannu- you pick and choose. Maybe Jesse can do a non-sports version. I mean, you, but Jesse, was, here's the reason I said that you you weren't in the hobby in 2019. How would you know the sentiment of the hobby then? I wasn't in the hobby for the 90s either, but I went back and did research, bro. How yeah. do you research? Think the- about it. Yeah, but you're researching you didn't sales think about pricing. It. He's he's on like the mood of the hobby. I'm all for it. Go for I I know, no. When I read that question, I honestly thought it was a good idea because overall that's what a lot of people care more about at the end of the day is like the feeling, the overall like consensus of, hey, was this good? Was it bad? Not like, oh, was something selling really well? So we're agreed you just wanted to call me out for no reason. Well that's fun. I did want I absolutely wanted to call Can you out. Can I have that check But it wasn't for no reason. So <laughs> we, get that, um, we get that check. Oh, did you want to be sued for not paying wages due? That would be, you can have it then. Is that what you want? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Cody James wants to know a nonsense question. Oh, for Jesse. There we go. Oh, I'll read this. A nonsense question for Jesse. Are you buying any of the Japanese 151 set or are you going to wait for the English version? Also, what are you guys' favorite Pokemon? Mine is Shuckle. (laughs) That's just hilarious. You're more of a Diglett fan. 
Here's the thing. Cody's probably a great person. I hate everything about him on Facebook. You are I'm a kidding. bad person. Uh, Cody James is great. And the answer to your question is I'm waiting. I'm not buying the Japanese version just because I've seen this in the past where the Japanese version will come out. It'll do okay. But when people know that the American version is coming, a lot of people wait for that one. And it looks like it's going to be so hot. I am definitely waiting and I'm getting at least a few cases, hopefully, from my guy. So um, that being said, my favorite Pokemon is and always will be Charizard, maybe Charmander, if we're, sim- if we're breaking what things simp, down. What a simp answer. So <laughs> they call it a I heard someone say it the other day. You what a simp answer. But it's hard because I was, I was Pokemon Red all the way, and he was my guy. He followed me around everywhere. Connor Larson, how do we feel about Mac Jones? He brings up an interesting point. Mac plays better than he gets credit for. It's really no fault of his own. He came up with so much hype because of the timing. His pricing went nuts, and the hobby just totally turned their back on him. It's like this guy has no business selling that way, which he didn't, but he is also an above-average starter in the league on what I think will be a playoff contending team. I do think there may be an opportunity to buy him at some point, but I would have to get more specific there. I I, I really like this last question. Uh, Well, it's not the last, but one of the last ones. Kyle Reed wants to know, how much time needs to pass for a comp to be considered irrelevant? So I generally go like, if it hasn't sold in the last three months or so, that's kind of the timeline in my head for whatever reason, or major event. If an Ellie card hasn't sold since you got called up, it's irrelevant immediately. Okay. You know, like yeah. somebody wins a Super Bowl and the last comp was a month before oh, the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, you know, this, for sure. So that that to me, it's more about what has happened as opposed to just time. Denton wants to know, regardless of how plausible it is, what single event would you would do the most to benefit the hobby? That is interesting. I... He he does go on to say, uh, including but not limited to Player A becomes a superstar. Fanatic loses all its licensing before they start. Mike Giuseppe is elected president. Well, that would just ruin the president of the world. Hobby? I'd be a tyrant, not a president, <laughs> a dictator. Um, I like I, the cut of your jib. You're from Boston. You get everything. So in the in the small vacuum of the world here, all these athletes that are rumored to be and some confirmed to be fanatics exclusive will have signing in all the like will be signers in all Panini product. Because I think it hurts the hobby if the quarterbacks and Victor are not autographing Panini cards this year. Yes. That'd be a yep. small, sort of most of um He brings up, an, like, this player becomes a superstar if Zion came back and played unbelievable. I think that'd be great for a lot of people who are holding him. I honestly think it would be something more in the social uh, media world, like an influencer, not in the card world, but someone like, I don't know, Elon Musk or, or Kim Kardashian or whoever starts promoting cards, like not even Hmm. just their cards, but just cards in general. I think that would probably do more for the hobby than almost anything. Brian Burns with a blue check mark. How long before you throw out Bowman prospect cards, four to five years or never? Yeah, four to five years, pretty safe. Like Judge was the one guy I thought of because he was a 2013 guy. It wasn't until 2017 he really popped. Is that just in general for most cards, though? Four to five yeah, years? I mean, like, you look back at the NFL rookies from five years ago. Yeah. There's always the uh, the case, though, of guys who pop out of nowhere, like the exception to the sure. rule. So for that case, like, just hold it no matter what. But, yeah, after a few years, you, you can pretty well tell. I've often thought the also, same thing. Also, where is the player at? Like, with prospects, is he is he still playing minor league ball? Is he a 27-year-old in single-A ball? Not great. Um, did you say this last question, by I don't the think way? It's, I don't think it's real. No, it actually is real. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, I don't Because I follow him on Facebook, so I assumed it was him, but maybe it's not. But look at the ad. The ad is... That's what I'm looking at. I went to his page. It's not him. Dang it. What a tease. Someone renamed their page Kim Golden. 
And he just said, uh, hey, guys, it's me, the king. Just wanted to say I love the podcast. And Jesse, you rock. He does like the podcast, <laughs> and he does like Jesse more than me. So that part was That's true. why I believed it. That's why I thought it was him. Uh, maybe it's a burner account. Who knows? All right. All right there's your show. Uh, on Thursday, we do have a guest, Daps, from Daps Sports Cards. Well, or just Daps Sports, I think. His name is Matt, right? Yep. Matt's going to be joining us. They struggled with time zone last time, but we're giving him another chance. <laughs> We've gone over it a couple of times. I think we're all on the same page. Oh, so. I'll tell you right now, if there's any issue with that, we're done with them. We'll no. write them off. Entire- well, no, we will. No. Okay. Uh, at the end of the day, this is the end of the day. Goodbye. Do your thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sports Cards is on Sunday. brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, powered by Spotify. We'll be back on Thursday at 12 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. Goodbye.